Welcome to The Label Podcast, a show about disability, illness and difference. And history. I'm Lucy. And I'm Alice. I'm Daisy. episode along with lucy crying and alice swearing there's going to be a number of historical terms for disability that are now considered extremely offensive hello everybody and welcome to another history lesson from the labeled podcast um this is the second episode usually we do our history swaps in one sitting but both me and alice got quite cross about uh <laughs> Well, Alice cried and I got quite cross and sweary about uh, our last subject. So we decided to uh, calm down, turn the mics off, go and have a drink and start this as a separate episode because there was a lot to unpack, wasn't there? Yeah. Last time. So, um, so we're back with Daisy. We're back with Daisy. Daisy's back. Hello. Hello. How she are you? She sounds so pleased to be back. Yeah. Just, <laughs> oh God! No, you two again. <laughs> no, I'm, sorry, I've got my uh, my cup of laxatives here, so I just <laughs> got to make sure I actually drink them. Okay. I should have done it before we started. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll we'll make conversation while you're doing that. Um... <laughs> How's everybody's week been? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, one of my favourite authors released a new one in her in a book series of hers. Uh, so I spent most of the last sort of ten days just devouring that. Yeah. In my downtime. Nice. So yeah. Great. Yeah. I've had a haircut, um, got covered in hair dye, so much so that the hair dye went on my face mask, so I looked like an extra out of a horror movie <laughs> yesterday, but uh, no, I'm back to my usual self now, so that's all right. Daisy, what about you? What have you been up to this week? I I also re-dyed my hair, but I have to um, bleach it first, mm. and I, I realised mm. just in time that I'd got a small amount of the bleach on my eyebrow. Oh, 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 so I've really averted a disaster there. You have pattern. What's your natural colour? It's sort of like a dark, dirty blonde type. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine you with like dark, dirty blonde hair. Oh, well, there, there is evidence. After <laughs> <laughs> When we were trying to find Daisy to see if she wanted to be involved in the podcast, I couldn't remember Daisy's name. But all I could remember was that Daisy had blue hair. I was like, I need to find this historian on Twitter. She's really good. I'll find her. I can't remember. Alice's like, what's her name? I was like, I can't remember. But I know she's got blue hair. So I spent ages going through Twitter looking for people with blue hair. Like, it's a weirdo. Yeah, that is how I'm identified to most people. Yeah. Blue hair crutches. Yeah, yeah, close enough. It's almost like we we haven't got enough to identify ourselves with, so we just dye our hair stupid colours. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's like, oh, look at me. <laughs> anyway. I I did for a very brief period of time have uh, sort of my hair's my hair's a really boring brown colour, so I dye a slightly more interesting darker brown colour. Right. Uh, and for a little while, I had bright pink ends, 
but the kind of reds and pink colors they take so much upkeep because they just go really like orange um and you know if that's what you want great but that was not what i wanted i wanted pink uh and i stopped doing it because uh i kept getting told off for there being pink dye all over my bathroom and um our, our nice white bath and in our grouting and things like that and i thought thought, what's more important to me my husband or my pink Mm -hmm. hair (laughs) quite frankly i think it's pretty generous if you picked the husband (laughs) (laughs) yeah to be honest well what can i say yeah you've got to put the effort into these marriage things (laughs) It's all about compromise. Yeah. It sounds like I'm dissing your husband. I don't know. I have no idea who he is. Never met him. You haven't met him yet, Daisy. Even he's slagging him off. Uh, not slagging him off. I'm just saying that pink hair is more important. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Than my ten year relationship. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's a, that's our life update: hair dye and um... hair dye and books. Head on books. That doesn't sound bad to me. No, sounds like a good week to me. Mm. So, um, move. Should we move on to our topic of conversation for today? Go on then. So today, this has been this has been in my file since January because I'm being <laughs> very organised, and I'm only now talking about him. So today we are going to be talking about Horatio Nelson um, as part of our. Um, history lesson episode so i'm gonna tell you a bit about him daisy will interject with where i've gone wrong she's got the same notes as i have and has probably gone that's wrong that's wrong that's wrong so uh we're gonna go through it together and uh find out about nelson does that sound good yeah can i just start by saying i think i know who nelson is is he the one that had like all the to do's with Napoleon, or is that Wellington, or are they the same person? <laughs> Daisy. Okay, well, Wellington and Nelson aren't the same person. Okay. <laughs> uh, but okay. but yes, he, he had a he had a lot of to do's. <laughs> as we will now be calling them with with Napoleon for years and years and years and years and years and and it's really really complicated and part of my research for this was trying to understand all of those wars and it's really complicated is Wellington around at the same time or is have I just picked his name out of the blue oh god now I have to try and know something that I didn't already research on top of my head is Wellington is Wellington the man responsible for, for beef Wellington because that's very nice and very tasty (laughs) (laughs) she was not expected yeah i mean sure yeah why not i mean google's telling me that wellington is the capital of new zealand well yes that's true (laughs) yeah yeah so i think wellington beef see what that comes (laughs) up with we're we're going right off topic right okay okay Okay. wellington was after nelson but it was the okay. same series of wars and by series okay. of wars i mean a thing that stretched for genuinely like 200 years it was ridiculous the, the the napoleonic wars i believe they imaginatively named them i mean that there's so many names basically <laughs> <laughs> somebody on an issue and couldn't let go is basically what happened there really yes so um, shall, shall i fill you in a bit about nelson yes Okay, so Horatio <laughs> Nelson. I've got paper and everything up for, for the microphone. I don't know if you can, can you hear that paper. 
Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, David. Uh, um, Horatio Nelson, or Horace, as he was known, lived between 1758 and 1805. He was um, the son of a country parson in Burnham, Thorpe, Norfolk. One of five boys and five girls. From his father, he inherited a strong sense of uh, piety. He was a small and delicate child, but full of fire. Sounds like somebody else I know. Me. Um, <laughs> full of fire. He learned to sail by in, in nearby Burnham Overy, and his mother died when he was nine. And four years later, Horace w was off to sea as a midshipman. Is that right, Daisy? Is that how you pronounce that, midshipman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks to his uncle Suckling, a naval hero, um, and later a man Sorry. of... Sorry. Yes, Sorry. I know. <laughs> I know. Sorry. His uncle Suckling. Uncle Suckling, yeah. I've got to read this now. Probably referring to his uncle Suckling all the way through. Good luck, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he was, uh, so his uncle Suckling was a man of influence in the, in the Admiralty. I mean, um, that's one way to get to the top. Isn't it just? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> get to know your uncle Suckling. Um, <laughs> I'm very, very, this is not historically sanctioned. It may well not be accurate. <laughs> oh, Daisy, I hate it when you ruin my fun. Uh, <laughs> but she's the history police. <laughs> um, typically, Nelson suffered from chronic seasickness throughout his career. And when I was reading up a bit further about his chronic, because I was like, well, how how chronic is chronic seasickness? He would often take himself below deck, away from his crewmates, and sit with a like a cloth over his head so that he couldn't people couldn't see Nelson being sick <laughs> so but, think, but but they quite... could see nelson sitting in the corner with a cloth over his head going, oh. <laughs> yes, well, yeah. but, no no that's that's normal it's just a normal <laughs> just... thing to happen yeah <laughs> i just think it's quite funny to think of nelson sat with a tea towel over his head being sick into a bucket i, I think, think it's slightly funny. concerning that there's this guy that's got you know huge military honors who clearly thinks a tea towel makes him invisible well, as my mum pointed out, how do you know it was a tea towel? I was like, I don't know, mum. It's for comedic effect. <laughs> why are you? Why are you trying to tea towel my... of invisibility? Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, why that's, not? That's how that's how he won all of his battles. He just put a really big tea towel all over, <laughs> all, over all the ship. ships. Yeah, <laughs> Princess Di's face on it or something. Um, <laughs> his uh, Nelson's famous injuries mainly came on land rather than at sea. In 1794, bombarding the French at Calverly on Corsica, a cannonball struck the bastion behind which he was standing, and a splinter resulted in an injury, probably a detached retina. Mm. So that's got to be a big splinter, really. It's oh, just just how does it, the things behind him? Yeah. How does the splinter get in his eye that's in the front of him? Daisy? Theoretically, he has the capability of moving. That's true. So, I didn't think of that. I did not he, think of that. I forgot that people in history are not, like, just the statues. An illustration. <laughs> I'm going to cop so yeah, so out. Yeah, so 
quite possible, you know, turning around to look at the damage or yeah. to give further orders. Yeah. Shout Something a like bit. That. Yeah. What, what you're saying is Nelson looked behind him and went, fuck, what was that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah probably. Um, but this, this is the point where if you, if you want, I can tell you something about the battle itself and yes, why please. we were actually doing it. Yes, please. Daisy, um, yes, had, please. I had to read an awful lot of um, children's encyclopedia articles to get <laughs> this whole series of wars simple enough for me to understand. Okay. Because they're very complicated. Essentially, the Battle at Calvi, that was one of the battles of the French Revolutionary Wars, which is of this first batch of ones where we're you know annoyed with the french is the french revolutionary wars different from the french revolution yes but they're linked okay so because of the french revolution and they were all going we don't want kings and queens anymore um everybody else started to get a bit threatened okay. and um you know at this point royal families and all of that is you know kings and queens across europe everywhere really yeah and you know, king. Yeah, Basically. and just sort of, you know, France are going around just sort of being like, hey, look how great we're doing without <laughs> monarchs and aristocracy. Wouldn't it be great if you did that as well? So they were sort of gradually trying to get everybody into, you know, republicanism, and um, we kind of weren't keen on that. But that, that's, no. part, that's that, partly that why... That surprised me. Yeah, but that's partly why the sides change so much later on. Right. So at this point, we're not fighting the Spanish. The Spanish are on our side. We're friends with the Spanish. Yeah, for now. Okay, I, I understand the French Revolution because I've seen Les Mis, so that one I've got sorted. <laughs> Somebody can make a musical about Nelson, then uh, then I'll be all right. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see if we can get that organised for you, Alice. Um... <laughs> Speak to Lin Manuel Miranda. <laughs> yeah, is it a case of you texting me at two o'clock in the morning, going, "Do you know, sir? Do you know Andrew Lloyd Webber?" No. <laughs> <laughs> um. I, I, were you in, were you still telling us about the battle or did oh had you finished Daisy yeah sorry oh, uh, yeah pretty much the only other thing okay. we were there because the people of Corsica um, the French were sort of around Corsica and they didn't really fancy that anymore so uh, they right. asked the British for help to go over there and, and stop the French being near okay okay so like we, we as, nailed as a, it as... <laughs> <laughs> great job <laughs> Um, so this detached rationer, which left him blind in his right eye, towards the end of his life, Nelson wrote, a few years, uh, a few years must, as I have always predicted, render me blind. I have often heard that blind people are cheerful, but I think I shall take this to heart. <laughs> yeah, cheerful, that's how I'm often described. <laughs> I think you're cheerful, Alice. Really? Most I Cheerful think... and cheerful, maybe a little bit sweary. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought I was loud and sarcastic. So... <laughs> That's cheery in its own way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm having a bad day and I just need somebody to like. Say the F word in a vaguely humorous fashion. <laughs> um, Nelson's bravery and lust for glory was evident at the Battle of. Uh, of Cape St. Vincent in 1797 when his 74 gunship engaged with a much with much bigger Spanish ships. Nelson bombarded the first and leapt across to another ship shouting Westminster Abbey or glorious victory and forcing their surrender. 
later that same same year attacking the harbor of santa cruz in tenerife i love tenerife by the way um if anybody wants to like pay for a labeled podcast trip to tenerife um <laughs> grape shot shattered uh shattered his right elbow basically i think what nelson is slightly clumsy <laughs> really <laughs> nelson is like what was it would be if I became a ship captain, I think, because I would probably be seasick and I would probably injure myself all the time. So um, I think me and me and Nelson have got the same energy. Yeah. So the grape shot shattered his right elbow, leading to amputation. So he's got he's basically is he blind in his right eye or his left eye and he's got his right arm missing. You're the one telling the story. I don't know. But I'm, just, I'm just reading it. <laughs> um nelson complained at the cold knife rec recommending the surgeon warm it in future uh before using the blade first when he was having his arm amputated so basically he's, he's like that's cut can you warm that up please yeah yeah mm. oh that's a bit chilly while you're cutting my arm off could you yeah. blow on it to warm it up a bit first can you, can you put it in some hot water yeah run it under up. the tap afterwards in despair nelson wrote to his commander admiral st vincent with his um, in his unfamiliar left hand. I was just going to say that. How did he do that? He didn't have a right hand anymore. Yeah. But, I mean, there's nothing wrong with I'm left-handed, so... Oh, you know. There's nothing wrong with being left-handed unless, you know, it's the Victorian times when they tied them behind your back. Or, yeah, they'd give you a smack if you started using your left hand, wouldn't they? Yeah, but also I feel like, you know, regardless of, you know, what handed you were, it's still going to be complicated to write when you suddenly lose that oh. hand. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He wrote, I am a burden to my friends and useless to my country. When I leave your command, I become dead to the world. I go home and I'm no more seen. I hope you will forget to convey the remains of my carcass to England. A left-handed ad ad admiral will never be considered as useful. And therefore, the sooner I, the, the sooner I get a very humble cottage, the better... And make uh, and you can make room for a better man to serve this state. The state. So he's obviously like he, he obviously knew his arm had got to come off because he'd been shot in the elbow. But um, he was obviously struggling there with the whole. I've got one arm. While it is sort of you know very melodramatic sounding. Yes, he is. Um, this is likely as well tied into the fact that he saw that battle as a really humiliating defeat for him. Right, yeah. You get his ass handed to him, Pr or pretty his much. hand asked to him, because you know, no, no, that's not get a it. Nice get it. mental image. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so he, you know, having lost his arm was kind of a reminder to him that he had failed. Mm. In this He's looking his wounds, isn't he? Really? Yeah. And so, and so, you know, while he is being, you know, very melodramatic about all of this i also really enjoy the bit where it's kind of the sooner you buy me a cottage and i go <laughs> to it <laughs> yeah. somewhere quiet please where i can recuperate um yeah, yeah. yeah but, th but this point is when we're fighting spain again so they've they've switched by this side because um they they've accepted the french revolutionary style and are now currently um killing their not, monarchs not yeah non-monarched and non-monarched partially french ish so he's feeling quite sorry for himself, really. Yeah. Um, 
for a naval hero like Nelson to be so mutilated was unusual. So he basically, so basically he's got one eye and one arm, and this was unusual, which is which is I think is amazing. I mean, if you consider, I went to the Tower of London, and there was a bloke in the armory place in the Tower of London that said basically if they ran out of like gunpowder and and cannonballs and stuff, they would use anything to fire at ships. So the fact that Nelson being so mutilated, as they put it, is unusual. It's like... My only thought is that that's probably because of, like, when it was, it's that you just, you didn't survive. So, like, like if you, you know, stubbed your toe in a battle, you'd probably be dead within a week. So the fact that there's a guy out there who's still like running around on ships and taking part in battles with you know only one eye and half an arm is that's probably quite sort of unusual because you would have expected some kind of infection or accident to have mm-hmm. took him by now but yeah the thing is it's always the infection that gets them but also just the the um weapons that they were using were so much more imprecise than they are you know now or, you know, even kind of like, you know, 100 years later, you could have a, you know, a gun where the bullet is a certain size and it can sort of, mm. you know, it can go through, you know, someone's arm rather than, you know, sending like a cannonball or those little balls that are kind of like the size of, um, you know, like, um, like sh- bonbons. Is, is they called shot? I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. They're sort of little it's size the size of, like, of a bonbon. So they're yeah. like... I mean, I know this yeah, is yeah, a podcast which... you can't see, but Daisy can. So this is why yeah. I'm doing it like this. So about like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so once, you know, those are going very quickly with a lot of explosive over a fast distance, all of a sudden that's not just sort of, you know, breaking the skin and causing... That's shattering every yeah, yeah, yeah. bone in that. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, well, there's no chance of, you know, trying to splint that up and... Mm. Yeah, exactly. It's got to come off. Yeah. Ooh, it just seems grim, doesn't it? Um... While destitute, while destitute and injured sailors were a familiar sight begging in the streets of England, their social betters usually avoided the thick of fighting, but not Nelson, who led from the front, but also great, showed great, great concern for the well-being of his men and advocated for them to get state pensions. Oh, that's cool. Yes. No, that, Nelson is a nice man. Um, Nelson's state, unless Daisy's going to tell me something a bit later on where I'm just <laughs> wrong, and actually he's a bit of a bastard. Um, Nelson's status as a national hero was confirmed by his brilliant victory over the French at Abukir Bay in 1798, after Napoleon had landed his army in Egypt. But sailing his smaller vessels between the French line of the battle and the shore, Nelson was able to achieve a devastating victory. All but two of the French ships of the line were destroyed, marooning Napoleon in North Africa. Needless to say, Nelson was again wounded. <laughs> Whoopsie daisy! Uh, wounded when a shot fragment gashed open his forehead. So basically, now he's got one eye. One half an arm and a scar on his head, uh, refusing to take uh, precedence in the queue for the surgeon, he exclaimed, "No, I will take turns with my brave fellows. Such gallantry appears 
typical of the time. For example, the doc, the uh, the French Admiral de Braze had his legs shot away during battle. He ordered tourniquets to be tied around his stump and sat in an armchair on a deck commanding the action until, until other until another cannon shot tore him in two. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's so a, it's 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 the Black Knight from Monty Python, isn't it? It's just a fish room. <laughs> fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Carry on, I'm fine. <laughs> just watch that blood there. Has anybody got anything to mop that blood up with? Yeah. <laughs> Until a cannon blew him in half. So his legs are bleeding. He's got no legs. Yeah. They said, oh, do you want me to fix that for you? No, carry on. No, it's all right. I'm all right. Well, I'll just sit here. Keep telling people what to do. <laughs> Sounds like something I'd do, to be fair. I would still keep telling people what to do if my uh, my uh, head was hanging off, probably. Um, <laughs> uh, back home, there was a uh, patriotic rejoicing of the British triumph. The Lord of the Admiralty fainted when he received the news, uh, while Nelson's grateful monarch awarded him a barony in Naples, where he began an affair with Lady Hamilton, the ambassador's wife. Um, a great ball was held. That's why in... I know about Nelson. I just remembered a random book series that I've read uh, that is sort of a book about books. Have you been reading a saucy book? Alex? No, 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 no. no. I need to read saucy books. I am a saucy book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> See, we uh, news today. Um, <laughs> is, it, is it Emma Hamilton? Yeah. Um. Yeah. 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 It is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's not important to the story. Um. And for those who are interested, it's it's the Jasper Ford uh, <laughs> Thursday books. And that's, that's there. We go. So a great ball was held in Nelson's honour. Among many of his awards and presents was a clockwork revolving diamond plume for his hat. <laughs> Basically, I want one of these. Can we get one of these for me, please? Yet a German described meeting Nelson at Dresden on his way back home, um, uh, home overland with the Hamiltons writing one of the most insignificant looking fellows I ever saw in my life. Well no wonder he had a bloody great rotating plume thing on his head because otherwise he looks insignificant. Look at my shiny thing I've got yeah, on my head. Exactly. <laughs> um, his weight cannot be more than 70 pounds and a miserable collection of bones which I think is a bit harsh. 70 you know what I mean? pounds? 70 pounds. God. Realistically, which That's of us is What? Seventy pounds, isn't it? I don't know. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know pounds. I only know kilograms. I'm sure seventy. One hundred and forty pounds is ten stone. Alexa, how much is seventy pounds in stone? We're leaving this bit in. There you go. I was fucking five right. Stone. Five stone. Yeah. Five stone. I need to lose five stone. <laughs> so basically, I need to lose Nelson, is what I need to do. Thank you, lockdown. Um, 
His wizened frame I have never yet com come across, but landing at Yarmouth, Nelson was her heralded a Norfolk hero, and much celebrate and much celebration continued back in London. His private life, however, was more difficult. His wife Fanny was anxious and salacious, whereas his mistress Emma was gushing and admiring. The affair was a scandal. Sorry, sorry, just. Just a question about what anxious and salacious is. Yeah, so here is where I go in to raise issue with the way that um, Fanny has been portrayed okay. over over the years. Let's hear um, it. Well, so, so I was going to say in the years since, but that's quite a lot of them and doesn't specify. <laughs> but sort of, you know, when when people have written about you know nelson as historians from sort of however many years ago kind of you know a couple of decades ago they always wrote about um fanny or francis as if um it was kind of attributed that the breakup of their marriage was down to her right being sort of like naggy and oh not not because he cheated on her then well yeah whereas you know there's a lot of letters that have been found more recently which are of you know her so, you know, originally they were exchanging letters when, you know, they were first married and he first went away. They were, you know, really sort of nice and lovely and all of that. And then he started writing a bit less often when he met Emma and mm -hmm. she was writing to um, one of his, one of Nelson's friends saying, you know, oh, he he hasn't replied to my letters yet. Has someone oh been God. getting them? Has someone been taking them? Oh, babe. Oh. Fanny, Fanny needs um, just needs she, some sort of women round to say, just say. calm, just calm down, mate. You, he's he's just clearly not that into you, and uh, darling, you can do better. Yeah, yeah. This is you know they they were married very happily for you know a couple of years, you know, while before Emma came along, and and she doesn't seem to have been you know as annoying or yeah whatever as as people more yeah. recently have um wanted to portray her perhaps because you know they don't want to say anything bad about the great nelson. hero yeah. nelson as i see it but that is uh, conjecture on my part <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, it's fanny had been married before right. before she married nelson um but she'd been widowed after right. just two years and so Aww. she already had a <laughs> child from the previous marriage but um it kind of went all right for her because um they split she got you know a load of money off of nelson and a load of money from the crown and you know even after all of that you know she was fine in yeah. high society and she was really mm. well liked and all of this because at, at the time nobody saw the you know split as her fault yeah. you know it's just well, how it's as, been portrayed in history. Well, yeah, 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 and um, yeah. So she she was fine. <laughs> <laughs> what was Emma like? Have you got any any sort of in, insight into what Emma was like? What you did know, they call she said she was gushing. I hope nobody ever describes me as gushing. It just sounds messy. Gushing and admiring was what. It is described in my notes. It, well, well, I mean, was she that nice, or was she it like sounds a, a like a... she was like hanging off of him? Was that because he was like Nelson, and he was like, you know? No, I mean, I they genuinely did just you know 
seemed to be in love and you know he just kind of didn't handle it very well mm. right you know there there's been uh you know this kind of uh backward psychoanalysis type thing of you know oh he was looking for a particular person because he lost his mother so young and mm. you know emma was the type of person not for, and i was just okay just stop now uh, <laughs> <laughs> i you know i'm not gonna press into you know what type of wife he was looking for but um yeah he was very you know insistent that um emma would be taken care of as well and she seems to have been it seems to have been a genuine relationship rather than rather than just always oh, quite nice yeah yeah and yeah alone and but, yeah know. although although one point uh people don't think that uh, she was all that nice about um fanny i mean mm. it, it you wouldn't necessarily expect the your mistress to be bffs with your wife no no what did emma's husband think about all of this well supposedly um he was a bit older and uh he seems to have made an active decision at the start of the affair to not acknowledge it <laughs> it's just sort of like no nah, it's not happening it's fine it's fine in on them bent over each other in the bedroom <laughs> and he's like oh lovely afternoon we're having <laughs> Yeah. Anyone Basically, for yeah. Should we have some fresh air in? <laughs> Basically, yeah, but he but he was a bit older, so um, you know, by the time um him and Fanny uh, split up, he died. Okay. Okay. So Emma was kind of a free agent then anyway. Yeah, yeah. There there is a story that I found in one of the books, which is that um well, cuz uh, Fanny and Emma met a few times. In fact, originally when he was there being, you know, taken care of when they first met she wrote a letter to um to emma sort of you know in appreciation of the care that she was taking mm. of him while he was you know recovering uh from these injuries but also they met at a theater once oh that's where... fucking well, they met they met Whoa. at a theater where fanny went and helped emma to get out because she was she was really ill oh no um is is that where, because Emma had secretly put something in a drink? She was like, "Eh, fuck you." No, it was because she was pregnant. Oh, I'm going to talk about that bit in a minute. Okay, okay. Um, okay. I'm not going to make any uh, snide comments. Did, <laughs> did um did Fanny go on to remarry again, or was she quite happy on her own by the time she divorced Nelson or left uh, him or whatever? Yeah, no, she she didn't she didn't marry again. You know, some people say that she was you know just kind of hopelessly in love with the you know that man who just sort of you know, chose someone else but also she was doing fine you know she was in high society and had a lot of friends and really high regard and did she have a fancy man and... i hope she had a hard, fancy man hard, hard to say but um all i really know about her is that she died in um exmouth which is in oh. devon very close to where i'm from okay i think it so sounds it's, like you know. she like she had her kids she had like her party scene and she had bank and she was just like who needs a man? <laughs> yeah. Living her best feminist life. Power to the people. Yeah, so the affair was a scandal and the king publicly snub snubbed Lord Nelson at court. Fanny wrote to him, I am sick of hearing about dear Lady Hamilton and I am resolved that you shall either, either give up her or me. Go, girl. When baby Har um, Harisha 
was born um, to Emma in 1801, Nelson finally split with Fanny and went off on another naval expedition to the Baltic, perhaps to ex to escape his domestic problems. So basically, kids have been born. Bye. Yeah. So I've left my so wife. He left his wife. Yeah. When his mistress had a baby, and then went. Oh no, this is getting a bit messy. And so got mm. on a ship and left. It's like, yeah. damn, I've got to travel for work. Yeah, see, Bye, what, babes. <laughs> what, what I still considered a few places is that he may have gone before she had the baby. <laughs> but, I, but that's. But I've only seen that in like one place. So you know, right. I don't have the backup of multiple sources. But some people seem to think that you know he went off on one of his expeditions just you know while she was heavily pregnant he, and he stood there the and baby went, while he was away the shit is heading towards the fan i'm, I'm out this looks here. like it's gonna be messy yeah, <laughs> yeah i'm going to war yeah wow <laughs> well done nelson <laughs> really handled that well mm. um it was the it was the resulting battle of Copenhagen, Copenhagen, where he left his commander, uh, where he sorry, where he felt his commander was being too cautious. That Nelson famously ignored the signal to discontinue. Nelson said to his colleague, "You know, Foley, I only have one eye. I have the right to be blind sometimes, and he mind putting the telescope to the wrong eye, saying, "I really do not see the signal." I like that. He's bold. His bold disobedience again triumphed, and 17, 17 out of 18 Danish ships were captured, burned, or sunk. So, I mean, that is the kind of attitude I've got. Uh, no, I like really. that. I absolutely have done that, where I'm like, yeah. oh, I oh, cannot yeah. see it. Any, so. any, dis <laughs> any disabled person that tells you they've never done that is a liar. <laughs> yeah. Because I have, you have, da Daisy, I'm sure you have. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> you know, uh, it was in 1803. Now, as Vice Admiral Viscount Nelson, he was appointed to command uh, the Mediterranean fleet, uh, tasked with resisting the combined French Spanish fleet. So, basically, we've fallen out with Spanish by now. Um, Napoleon was seeking naval supremacy in order to safely invade England with his army. The final battle came on the 24th, 21st of October 1805 off Cape Trafalgar. Nelson's plan was again bold to sail his 27 ships in two lines directly at the enemy fleet and thir um, 33 of the French and Spanish first rate having composed his final prayer i commit my life to him who made me nelson went up to stand on the quarter deck in dressed in uniform he's basically quite theatrical i'm getting mm. from this he's he's a bit over dramatic and a bit theatrical and he quite likes it really um dressed in his uniform complete with decorations and his diamond plume hat with his little <laughs> fancy diamonds yes. spin. Um pluming his hat, an obvious target for snipers. So he was basically standing there going, Come at me, bitch, basically, wasn't he? <laughs> I would like that on a t shirt. Nelson, full regalia, <laughs> come at me, bitch. 
come at me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we can get that organised. That's something for the merch. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> To obvious target for snipers. When his friend Captain Hardy suggested to him to change in the plain coat, he <laughs> responded he was aware that he might be seen, but it was too late to be shifting a coat. <laughs> so uh, please please see previous statement. Come at me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so ba- basically that's like uh basically it's like when you come downstairs and your mum goes, You're not wearing that, are you? Well, I'm going out. The taxi's here, Mum. I'm not getting changed now. It's too late. Bye. I'm off. Yeah. Isn't it, really? I mean, you can't be going to change your jacket in the middle of a war. <laughs> no. No, you can't, can you, really? <laughs> yeah, it's now really the time for fashion dilemmas. <laughs> this this episode's going to have so many cool side bumps in it. I love it. Uh, soon after combat, he was uh, combat was joined. Nelson was hit by snipers, exclaiming, "They have done me, done me at last!" <laughs> and his mate standing there going, "I fucking told you so." I told you to change your coat, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hardy, my backbone is shot through. Nelson oh. was taken below, covering his face with a handkerchief so not as not to demoralise his men. So it's, basically, it's, it's, he's it's doing it's a, a, a the tea towel again. Pass me that tea towel, will you, please? Because I'm in distress. <laughs> Put a tea towel in me and pretend it's not happening. Um, <laughs> I like the idea that covering your face would make it less distressing that there's apparently a hole in your spine. Like, <laughs> I think, was it because he didn't want anybody else to see like his grimacing face? Maybe I don't he's know. clearly got it a could thing. Be, of course, I was it could just so that they didn't know it was him. So he knew Maybe. it was someone, but not that it was their commander. Wouldn't, yeah, I was going to say. And the plumage sticking yeah. out from under yeah. the tea towel. Yeah. 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 With his so, little diamond thing going, woo, woo, woo. Basically the, the Nelson siren. <laughs> <laughs> and people are like, oh, I wonder who that could be. Oh, has anybody seen Nelson? <laughs> it sounds like um, he was quite the... Uh... Oh, he he's he was quite the not showman. What's the word I'm looking for? He liked to be the center of attention. Like mm. he was he was all all about you know being looked at. I think. Yes, and I yeah, I, it kind of it's a bit like that thing, isn't it? Where you know, like I always say that I dye my hair red for a reason, and it's all very meticulously planned like he's lost his arm he's got one eye and a scar on his head where he's been hit in battle is it almost like stop them staring let me just stick a hat maybe. on my head with this i mean maybe like, like i don't know what he was like before he acquired his disabilities but maybe he is like well look at me you're going to remember me as commander viscount nelson exactly. not well, nelson with one eye and half an arm and you think of the germ what the german said when he met him he said like he was the yeah. most insignificant looking fellow so like ha- is he using that to his advantage going well i've lost my arm i've lost my eye how what can i do to like i know people are going to start staring at me because he's still a, he's still in the he's still in the navy i was going to say especially like yeah. in the military i imagine looking having a disability and being a tiny bag of bones man you're like you want to make yourself look kind of big and fancy because otherwise those other things people would probably think are a lack of sign of weakness 
and it's it, you become a spectacle then. Yeah. Uh, nobody, nobody's talking about the fact that you've only got half an arm and one eye. Yeah. They're talking about have you seen Nelson's fancy hat? <laughs> you know. Yeah. And the fact that he goes into battle wearing his full uniform. Well, and I suppose the military success as well. You're you. It encourages that kind of remember me for these these big gestures and these big yeah. things that I have done and accomplished, not the fact that my body might look like it is weak. If you yeah, know. I mean it's like it's like me. I always say I dye my hair bright colours so that you know, and my chair is very inconspicuous or tries to be very inc as as insp as inconspicuous as you can get you know, a, a big lump of metal, so that, that, that when people are talking to me and they, they see me, they don't automatically think, oh, gosh, she's in a wheelchair. It's more like, oh, she's got nice hair. Is it that kind of similar sort of distraction technique? Yeah, I think it's probably like a, a combination of things, isn't it? I think it's an element, yeah. an element of kind of going, this is, you know, look, look at me, but look at me for these reasons. Remember me for Rather these than... reasons. But also, I think partly kind of distracting and taking away and kind of covering up the things that people perceive as visible signs of weakness, like perhaps being frail and disabled. I mean, because I don't think you could call Nelson with all his disabilities. He, you know, I'm reading about him here now. I don't think you can call him frail. No, really. No, I mean he's definitely strong-willed, and you know the fact that, like his his response to having his arm cut off was, "Oh, the knife's a bit chilly." Like this, <laughs> it's not a, um, it's not a kind of soft, um, scared, mild mannered, exactly kind of gentleman, is it? No, no. I mean, I, I do think he probably did just, you know, enjoy the attention that he got from being uh you know Different. seen as a or just from being seen as this sort of you know excellent national hero type figure because he was he was naturally gifted in this sort of thing so you know thing. yeah i think probably even without the um you know the injuries and the disabilities and things like that he would have always been a bit dramatic and he's a geek you can i can tell he's got a bit of an ego mm. oh yeah yeah you know but I suppose. I mean, I mean, in a way, if you're going to be, you know, that successful and that well-renowned that, you know, all of the king and all of that is praising you, then how could you not get an ego? Yeah. Exactly. exactly, yeah. It's like Beyonce knows she's awesome, like, yeah. well, she's yeah. Beyonce, so... Like, you, know, you know, sometimes when you see a really attractive man and you think, you look at them and you think, yeah, but you know you're attractive, don't you? It's that yeah, kind of... It's yeah, there's a whole song by the streets about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's different levels of it. Like there is that. Oh yeah, you know, you you know how good you look. But then there's also, uh, actually, I've I'm a badass and I'm proud to be a badass. It's diff. There's different. It's, it's there's arrogance and there's yeah, pride. There and there's pride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get. I completely get that. So where did I get to? Um. I so yeah, he, he, invisible he towel. The, the detail of invisibility um to uh, so uh, the detail of invisibility was used so not to demoralize his men as he lay dying hardy came down to share the news of total victory two-thirds of the enemy fleet had been destroyed captured and not one british ship had lost i mean wow. that is good going 
And is that because of his like his tactics, his military tactics? I guess. Yeah. So I mean, the the, <laughs> the original um, tactics for the battle were come up with by him, but also um, the orders that he was giving all of the different uh, boats and commanders and all of that was basically keep doing that thing <laughs> just keep shooting yeah it was basically just keep doing it i mean most of his military technique was just kind of like going right up to people and then you know beating at <laughs> Shoot, them shooting yeah. them in the face well yeah it, it doesn't sound necessarily like much of a battle strategy but but it really worked because um like britain had a really good um system for like you know training mm. the navy you know being as we are an island the navy was you know big part of it yeah and so you know we had you know some good commanders but also just all of our and sailors were just very an good element as well. of brute force as well of just just keep yeah throwing people and stuff at them to wear them down Yes, and also, um, as Lucy was saying earlier about his um, plans of, you know, in being in two lines, mm. the idea of um, sort of splitting up all of the boats and not going sort of like one-to-one, yeah. and just yeah, sort of going can... at them directly like that was quite yeah. new. Mm. But it's also quite important to note that he wasn't actually in command for most of the battle because he was <laughs> down, because he was downstairs with a tea towel over his head. <laughs> you know, someone else had to being take over at that point. <laughs> I yeah. mean, he was dying, so I feel at this point he's perhaps earned the right to be a little bit over the yeah. top. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's kind <laughs> of, you know, of truth. <laughs> supposedly, his injury actually came quite early. Yeah, in the battle. Really? So while, yeah. So while like the strategy and stuff had obviously been, you know, he'd done that before the battle started. You know, it, so basically, it, what he did was he said, "I'll set you off. Oops, the days I've got a shot. You, you carry on." Kind of, yeah, but you know, essentially, I guess you know, at that point, all of the strategy was in place. Everybody knew what they were doing, and so yeah. the only instructions was keep doing it, right? You know, regardless of what happens, keep doing it. Because I mean, you know, he was under there for quite a while in between the <laughs> being shot and the towel. dying <laughs> under his tea towel. <laughs> so supposedly, that... supposedly, it took him three hours mm. to die. Oh, and that would have been a painful death as yeah. well. That's not just like no, that's not oh, passing dear. away gently in your sleep, is it? No, yeah. no. I, I, I do think that we should have some merchandise that has got a Nelson tea towel, and we can call it the tea towel of invisibility, and just <laughs> sell them to our listeners if you want to buy them. Yeah, for absolutely. Five absolutely. What we need, what we need is is a tea towel of invisibility merch and a, a come at me bitch. <laughs> Uh, yeah. t-shirt but any any artists out there who want to draw something for us we'll get that up yep. on uh we'll we'll get those get get your designs to us email <laughs> at labeledpodcast at gmail.com put uh design merch ideas in your your subject line brilliant answers brilliant. on the postcard <laughs> <laughs> um so, so yeah so... more accessible stick with emails <laughs> Um, so um, Hardy came down to share the news that, of the total victory two thirds of the enemy fleet had been 
destroyed or captured and not one british ship was lost nelson said now i am satisfied thank god i have done my duty famously hardy kissed him farewell as he died nelson's final thoughts uh being for his mistress and his daughter oh, was this the baby that was like was this the battle that he was going off to when the baby was being born Did yes he ever, i think so, so he, he never actually met her I don't know, Daisy, did he meet her? Yeah, so I think this was a bit later. Okay. I think the original mission that he'd gone out on um, wasn't necessarily a particularly a battle, but kind of like, you know, going out, surveying, having hmm. a look. Because I right. think it, it was... Um, 18, a record, 18, it was Yeah, 1801, the baby was born. Okay. Yeah. So it's, yeah, a couple of years old by this hmm. point. Just, just wondered... Joy at the naval success of Trafalgar was mingled with grief. Throughout the fleet, uh, one sailor wrote, Chaps fought like the devil, sit down and cry like a wench. Back in England, Coleridge noted, When Nelson died, it seemed as if no man was stranger to another. Of all were made acquaintances in rites of common anguish. It was an event like... Uh, uh, the assassination of JFK or the death of Princess Diana by the sounds of it. Yeah, that's which, what I was just thinking. Which have basically, yeah, so it's basically like when Freddie Mercury died, when David Bowie died, that kind of level of, oh my God. And you, you, remember, you remember JFK, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> From our previous what? episode. <laughs> Confused everybody for at least half an hour. <laughs> As an 18-year-old in 1775, languishing with malaria after a voyage in India, Nelson had resolved, well then, I will be a hero and confiding, uh, confiding in providence. I will be brave. Uh, I will brave every danger. Uh, he always had passionate belief in his own destiny. Three decades later, there were more that he uh, he more than fulfilled his ambition through his charisma, boldness, and what became known as Nelson's touch. So that is Horatio Nelson. I I I don't know what you think of Nelson, but I quite like him. I quite like the fact he likes to make a spectacle of himself. I do quite like that about him. He's got confidence. I like his confidence, I think. Yeah, I, I think like it's... Um, I think my issues around uh, perhaps the representation of Emma and Fanny is more a reflection of the, uh, uh, you know, the patriarchy and and history. But... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, no, he, he seems, you know... Seems like... I think... Are we going to invite Nelson to our, um, dinner? you know, like when they say, like, you can invite six people to your dinner party, who are we have I think we should have a label podcast history lesson episode where... Our fantasy dinner invite... party. Yeah, are we inviting Nelson? I think he would have some good stories. Yeah, I think he probably would. Yeah, I think he would. Saying, I think he's just, I think he's just, you know, he's a flawed person. Mm. It's, you know, like anyone. And so, you know... It's kind of like, you know, all hearing about his bad points. We're just not just hearing about the fact that he's, you know, a person. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I do quite like him. I tell you who we're not inviting. Rosemary Kennedy's family. No. We're not inviting them. They can sit outside in the car park. Um, 
But yeah, I do quite like Nelson. Yeah. I like the fact that he suffered violently with seasickness and still said, no, I'm a sailor. That's what I do for a living. Mm. After he died, you may well have heard stuff about this before, but obviously they were quite far away from Britain. It was how they were going to get him back, get his body back, so that, you know, it wouldn't, I mean, without being gross, disintegrate on the journey. And obviously because he was this sort of, you know, big naval guy, this national hero, you know, they wanted him to kind of, ideally, lie in state. Well, and he, it sounds like he was already kind of in bits from the, that, that (laughs) accident. So... Yeah. yeah so um what they ended up doing was um they had a massive vat of oh brandy. my god did they pickle it whoa 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 i think you're gonna say wax then or something they pickled him no, essentially they... yeah oh my oh god oh god how how else are you gonna keep him fresh i thought yeah, you I know, were gonna but... say salt it Salt him or yeah, or but... seawater or something. Let's keep yeah. him in seawater. Yeah, no, like a uh, brine. The... Yeah, no. I mean, the the brandy worked um pretty well. Uh, I guess the only issue was that uh, when they got back, when the, when the ship did return, um, there was less brandy in the vat than they were oh, expecting. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so people drank. People drank pickled Nelson. Oh my god. Technically, no. They just drank the brandy. Oh, it's still gross, though. Like, can't oh. waste alcohol. I don't think this is a waste of alcohol. I think that alcohol was being <laughs> used for a different purpose. Oh, that is rank. That's like the. Oh, that's a bit hard. He went. I tell you what, I could really do with a drink. Um, we've run out of brandy though, because basically Nelson's swimming in it. <laughs> oh, we just go and siphon it off; it'll be think, fine. Or do you think they didn't tell him? Do you think he was like, "Oh, I could really do with a drink," and they were like, "All right, hold on one second, <laughs> give us yeah. a minute, give us a sec." <laughs> like, oh, this is nice. This is the um, this has been doubly distilled <laughs> or something. If you're being if you're being generous, then you could say, you know, oh, maybe the you know the sailors did it deliberately because they you know they wanted to feel closer to the man who they loved and ingest some of him yeah that's even more weird when my cat died we were very very sad and we had him cremated and we had his ashes back and the nice lady put a little baggie aside for us because you can get it put into like jewelry and stuff it's not that weird that's a, that's a normal thing. No, um, okay. And, you know, it's a beloved cat. Also, you can um, you can have it put in tattooing. Oh, yes. No. <laughs> but you could do, not just, you don't, it's not just pets. They'll, they'll do it for like your nana. Yeah. yeah. My nana, bless her, um, she is in our garden under a camellia bush. That is fine. She's close enough there. Thank you. <laughs> I don't want her on my skin. That's a bit weird. Don't, don't fancy a tramp stamp with a bit of nana in it. Mm, no, thank you. I, do, I have heard that you can be put in a firework 
mm. you can put ashes in a firework. No, I, I think don't that, I think that. I would I would quite like that because then you can go up and be all sparkly, can't you? Yeah, but then you're going to rain down on people, like strangers passing by in the street because it's a firework Mm. and it just goes up into the... I don't... Just from a a pedestrian's experience of the world point of view, I don't really want to be walking around on the 6th of November and be like, oh, I've got ash in my hair. I wonder who that is. You wouldn't know if nobody told you you would know. Oh, you just pointed out about my visual impairment now. Thanks, Luce. <laughs> no, if nobody told you there's somebody that Lucy's in that firework, you wouldn't go, oh no, don't set it off near me, thanks. I'll go and sit in the car. <laughs> oh. um, okay, so they pickled okay, him. So, so they pickled him in brandy. Yeah, so Did any pickled... like skin bits drop off him or anything? I mean, the... every indication so it worked really well. I was going to say, I, mean... I don't think that's that's what would happen. I imagine he would, um, he'd, he'd soak it up nicely. And should you roast him and cut a bit off, he'd have a an extra, because don't they do that with pork? It's been a long time since I ate any meat, but I'm pretty sure you can get like, you know, porks. Like brandy yeah, soaked can. pork and stuff like that, or like soaked in cider. Yeah, so there something. you go. Yeah. Next time you you're having pork for your Sunday dinner, spare a thought for Nelson. <laughs> I should call all my roast pork dinners Nelson. I'm slowly trying to turn the world vegan, one story at a time. So yeah, he he was also put in a put in a coffin that was made from the mast of one of the French ships that he <laughs> destroyed. That's awesome. That's amazing. I love that. When they had the, his funeral at St. Paul's, um, yeah. they arrived with the coffin, but um, n- none of the none of the stuff that they were supposed to put the they're supposed to put the coffin down onto these sliders, and the sliders weren't there, so they just had to hold it for 15 minutes. Oh, and the God. choir were there, just sort of, uh, what do we do? Ages <laughs> <laughs> before they could actually sort it. It's really heavy. It's full yeah. of brandy. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it was only five stones, so it's fine. Can't have been that much. Brandy don't weigh that much. The mast would add a certain amount of weight. Yeah, that's Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's also important to note the Battle of Trafalgar in itself, where he died, mm. was essentially inconsequential <laughs> to any of the war. Fabulous. It made barely any difference. Don't, don't we dead. make a huge fuss about it? And like Trafalgar Square is named after that battle. Yeah. And it, yeah. And it, yeah. Oh, <laughs> how very British. Well, when he said, thank God my job is done, I can now die in peace, basically, it. He'd taken a little tiny footstep into solving the whole issue. Yeah, it's kind of, he he won that battle, just not the whole sort of. It, it was another ten years before <laughs> Napoleon was actually beaten by Wellington. Ah, see, my <laughs> friend has returned. <laughs> Did Napoleon also have like a disability? Did he have like one arm? Or am I getting confused? He was short and he had a big hat. I don't think well, I talk, are, you, are you talking about Napoleon or you're talking about me there? Because I, <laughs> I, I too am sure and have a hat. Is it a big hat? Yes, it is a big hat. <laughs> I'll show you my hat. No, it's fine. Uh, not so much. Um, you can post the picture up on uh, on the social medias with this episode. This is Lucy yeah, okay. and her 
Napoleon in my, hat. Ar- in my array of hat. And it's not a Napoleon hat. It's a James Bay type hat. You know, like a a big. Well, anyway, we're going off. On, we're going off on one. Yeah. Well, did did Napoleon have anything like a disability or condition or something? Or am I getting Na- Napoleon and Nelson mixed up? There, confused. There have been some recent reports that you might have had fits. Might have had seizures. Right. But there was nothing. He hadn't got like a physical, nothing concrete at the time, like like his arm hanging off or his. Not like a thing. I think there are. I think there are a lot of pictures that I've seen of Mm. him where his arm is kind of like up here, or like on a crutch or something. Or yeah, that's why I'm thinking maybe we do Napoleon in another episode. once we figured out what the reaction was to say, it'd be a very short episode otherwise. Be like, so, welcome yeah. to a history lesson. Napoleon, not disabled. The end of the history lesson. Next. Some really easy episodes that you can get lined up. <laughs> the alter- alternate history lessons for the label podcast. We're going to tell you about people who are not disabled. It's, it's, a, whole, it's a whole new series. It's called Are You Disabled? <laughs> It's just a list of people. You just go, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those accounts are like, is it Ted Dunson's birthday? No, no, no. Yes. No. <laughs> Someone's got far too much time on their hands. <laughs> We've just gone off on one again. That's kind of classic Elsa though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why. That's what keeps bringing the people back. I, I think listeners. I think listeners should get a certificate. Like, well done for for, for making it through the episode. Yeah, here's a downloadable certificate. There's uh, like for lots of podcasts where they you know spend their beginning bit having their kind of chat and their catch up and doing all their promo and stuff. It's like people skip through all of that to get to the interesting yeah. bit. People can't do that with our podcast because we do it no, constantly no. throughout the show. <laughs> We're laced with topical discussion about our lives. <laughs> we need to uh, need to add an extra kind of like content warning bit for skippers. <laughs> Be like, skip ahead for the next four minutes if you want to actually hear about Nelson and not. I think some of this episode is going on our end of year blooper reel, isn't it? Really? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Is there anything else, Daisy? Hang on. <laughs> oh, there is one thing. You know how. Uh, you were saying on his deathbed he wanted Emma and his daughters to be taken care of. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, He was hoping that the crown would essentially, you know, give her a step end. Particularly because, you know, the child of... um, Did he want another cottage again? (laughs) Well, quite possibly never specified. But, um, (laughs) right, the, uh, the prince was about to do that and give her the same sort of you know stipend that you're given uh fanny yeah and then he um found out that nelson had said something mean about him and so he didn't oh god <laughs> i mean that's i bet emma was chuffed yeah <laughs> but uh you know that's why you don't badmouth your boss isn't it yeah 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 well you know unfortunately we didn't go great after that for her because she she sort of started off from quite quite humble means kind of you know rags to riches and rags again as i've heard some people mm, say really that she ended up in a debtor's prison for a Shit. bit oh that's pretty bad and what's the little girl horatia 
There's, there's... Yeah, yeah, because they're, they're a match. I was going to say that... <laughs> they're naming conventions. Uh, yeah, they went to uh, they went to France, uh-huh. and um, yeah, Emma Emma died there relatively young, actually, sort of about forty nine, they think, because uh, right. we, we don't exactly know when she was born. No. Um, but you know, Horatia had a quiet life, married a you know county um, record keeper type guy. So, you know, seemed to live happily. She died in like the 1880s so did she have any kids there like any more nelsons around was never wasn't specified in what i was reading um i feel like her her quiet life has gone mm. as far as we know nothing about her mm. um because uh well my assumption from that was that she stayed in france um and didn't necessarily come back here and i don't know whether they um would have the same records mm. if because obviously you know here you've got records of you know when births people... and deaths and marriages yeah. and all of that sort of thing but it, it's very dependent on um like where you were like which parish it was because mm-hmm. it's down to the individual parishes to take those notes and sometimes they were really good and other times they were not do you think emma's choice to go to the country that her bloke had died warring against was perhaps a little fuck you to the British royal family. It was supposedly to escape the law. Oh, really? So that they couldn't make her go back to prison. You know, debtor's yeah. prison, yeah. Interesting. So how long was she in debtor's prison for? Uh, only about a year, I think. Right. Only a year okay. she was in prison well, yeah, in the I mean, 1800s. That's quite a long time to <laughs> be in prison, but... Wow. You know, so I mean, often, often with debtor's prison, you... you um, it wasn't, I guess, prison in the classic sense in that you could get out once you had paid mm. your debt. No. Um, and so there is a you know, decent chance that you know she still would have had some connections. I just, I feel like if there are any, you know, uh, Horatio, Horatia descendants kicking around, that they're due some kind of compensation. Because, you know... I mean, could you mind... She died on the though? job. Could you imagine doing your family tree and then realising that way, 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 way back you are related to Nelson? That's a who do you think you are that I'd watch. Yeah. yeah. It's a bit like Danny Dyer's who do you think you are, isn't it? Yeah. That You can't get better than Danny Dyer's who do you think you are, where we just spent 45 minutes going, you what? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, no, I just... Um, I, but I quite like him. Like... He, he didn't ever, I, I get the sense he don't, he never proclaimed to be perfect. He was just human, wasn't he, really? And, you know, made mistakes, but I quite like him. I really want to do my Danny Dyer impression, but it's far too sweary, even for this yeah. podcast. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, should we leave? <laughs> we'll, do his bonus, we'll do his bonus content. <laughs> <for this. laughs> All right. All right. So that is having the show Nelson. Yeah. Thanks, mm. Luce. You're very welcome. Thank you, Daisy, for uh, helping me through that. <laughs> Quite all right. <laughs> and thank you, listeners, for putting up with us again. Let us know what you think of this episode and all our other episodes on our website, where you can also catch up on old episodes and... Uh, the GoFundMe link is on there, so do that. And if you want to be a guest, you can do that by going on our website as well. 
We will see you next time, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Labelled Podcast. If you like the show, please rate, review and subscribe. You can follow us on social media at Labelled Podcast. Our thanks go to our editor, Adam Hall, our music composer, Maisie Crunden, and our graphic designer, Sarah Coney. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.